Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! Good God. <laughs> a big show tonight that includes our medical and legal experts as the NFL players are keeping them very busy. But let's begin with our introductions. We'll start with Greg OJ, the juice is loose mayor. Welcome to the studio. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing tonight? Don't forget to check me out on Instagram, Greg underscore OJ, and on Twitter, o- Big OJ1 on Twitter. Let's get it. Let's get it popping. Fred the Jester Reyes, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Sounding like Greg. You can catch me at. <laughs> at TSS Jester, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, Freddy, you're not as smooth as me, baby. Yeah, you are. I tried, bro. I tried. Sir, you are no Billy D. Williams. That's for sure. <laughs> and, and on location in California, let's welcome Nick. You got Flandered Macaronis. Oh, great. Thanks to be here. Okay. Right. Uh, again, as, Jay, as Commissioner Cooper had just mentioned, I am, I am out of state. Uh, I am coming to you from sunny California. Just stepped out of the wonderful In-N-Out Burger in the San Fernando Valley. And before we get on with the interview, uh, I would like to thank Commissioner McBreeze for guessing where I was on my travels on my Twitter poll. All right, we do have some exciting news as we've teamed up with Belly Up Sports Broadcast Network for this upcoming season. There'll be lots more information in regards to our merger with Belly Up coming up soon. But in the meantime, please join the fun with us on TSSFantasy.com, and you can interact with the crew on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll also be doing a TikTok um, one soon, but I have no idea what I'm doing, so that will be very slow going. <laughs> That's the <a> hard <laughs> <Big time. laughs> 
Now, listen, we are the show of the people, so we do look forward to interacting with you all this season. Um, today, we're going to start with our 2021 fantasy bus. So the players, the bus it, bus it. So the players that some some folks are projecting well, but we think aren't going to do as well as they are currently projecting. So we're going to start. We're going to go position by position. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Now, for me, I'm going to start this one, and I'm kind of going with the uh, easy one here. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson, all right, because obvious, with the obvious legal situation going on, we don't even know if he's going to play, so that he could be the ultimate bust if you end up drafting him and he does not play at all. Um, so you all that in mind. Now, let's say he does play. Look at the Houston Texans right now with the loss of Wolf Fuller. Not much offensively and ex- not explosiveness on, on that roster at all. Even in the running back position, you have Mark Ingram, David Johnson. Those aren't game breakers. Um, you got Nico Collins is an interesting wild card here. But again, the talent is not quite the same that Deshaun Watson had last year um, on an already struggling team. So let's also keep in mind, too, that if all this legal stuff is still pending, he, you know, he's still a human being. He's going to have all that on his mind while he plays. He's going to have uh, every after every game. It's going to be question after question about about his legal issues. Um, so, again, Deshaun Watson, despite the legal issues, if he plays, I still think he'll be a bust. Greg, who is your QB bust? I'm kind of surprised you said Deshaun Watson was an easy pick. I think my quarterback is an easier pick. Um, I picked Jalen Hurts from Philly. Outside of Sanders, who's the other offensive weapon on Philly? They they got a rookie wide receiver. We're not sure what he's going to do. And last year, as the starter, Jalen Hurts' completion percentage was 52%. That doesn't fare well for fantasy season. So I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a bigger bust than Deshaun Watson, sir. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I heard today that uh, Devonta Smith's nickname is the Slim Reaper. I actually like that a lot, but that's pretty funny. Isn't it? That is pretty cool, the Slim Reaper. Slim Reaper. You think it's going to help Hurts that much? Yeah. He's talented, man. He is very talented, Devonta Smith. <laughs> Who's your QB bust? Let's see. Mine is the Miami Dolphins to attack Leo. <laughs> I know, but let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I, I remember him in college. I watched college football. So I remember him lighting up Oklahoma, but Oklahoma never really – they always have a great offense, never a good defense. And the time they went and played Georgia, when Georgia beat them, he was under 40% completion because Georgia's defenses are always stellar. And then when he came into the NFL last year, you know, they made a little bit towards Miami's fault. But I didn't like the way they played him. They 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 start they played him a little bit, then they benched him for a little bit, then they started him. So he really didn't get that that you know the the continuate the continuous continuity that that he needed. So um. And then I don't really like the way he looked. A couple of preseason, yeah, he did really good. He did really bad. So I think he has the potential to be a big bust. And I just, I just don't believe that Miami gives him the confidence that they that they need in him. Mm. All right. So listen, <laughs> I have to just comment on this very quickly. Here we go. So hey, I, what, really what, quick. Let I, me sit back. I like watching. I didn't defend him. I just, you know, come I, on. I know, but you're talking about my my guy. And I just, and listen, I I do have to defend Tua. Listen. 
this guy, if you heard Dr. Miller talk about Tua, the guy went through basically essentially what was a car accident um, with his hip. Like, it basically just popped out of place. All types of things went wrong with this kid. He came back from that, went into a COVID season when no preseason, didn't know what, I mean, we didn't know what, when, when he was going to practice, what was going on. So again, you're right. Uh, could they have used him better last year? Yes. But coming into this season, there is no doubt with the additions of Wolf Fuller and Jail, there is no way Tua is going to be a bust. Please, TSS family, don't listen to this. Do not l- listen to my Fred, analysis. Fred. I even brought up the college, Fred. how Georgia lit his butt up. And, you know, but listen, now you're going against Buffalo's top defense. You guys said New England twice, top 10 defense. Now Jets twice, sleeper defense. <laughs> so, so, so this is what I'm saying. I don't think Tua, and as I'm going to say it right now, I don't think he can adapt to defenses. All right, listen, we're going to move on to macaroni. macaroni. We're going to move on to Mr. Flanders. But before, though, I'll just close with saying, listen, TSS family, when Tua goes against the Jets, he is a oh, top 10 QB next year, just so you're still we're all I, aware. Don't worry, we'll be there to watch it in Miami. That's right. That's right. All right, let's move I on. Let's, let's hear what Nick, Nick, you got flandered. Who's your QB bust? All right. Uh, my fantasy QB bust for this season is going to be Joe Burrow. And the reason why I think Joe Burrow is going to be a bust has nothing to do with him at all. I think he's got all the tools to be successful, except for the one thing. He plays for the Cincinnati Bengals and for Zach Taylor. He's got a bad offensive line. They did, however, draft uh, three offensive linemen in this past draft. Uh, two offensive tackles and one center. But um, Zach Taylor is 6-25 and 25 in his head coaching. And last year, they only produced 19.4 points per game. And this year, they're also projected to only score 19.4 points per game. So coupled with the fact that Zach Taylor is not a very good offensive head coach, they do not have a solid offensive line to keep Joe Burrow upright. And also not to mention, you had a rookie quarterback last year. And what's the number one thing that you should do with a rookie quarterback? To protect him. Don't have him throw 50, 60 times a game. And before Joe Burrow got hurt, that's exactly what Zach Taylor was asking Joe Burrow to do. So with those things coupled, I think Joe Burrow is going to be your bust for this year. Great technique, great technique. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, see, the, the part I have fun once I get on is getting on that gets me. <laughs> Jesus. Right. You have too much fun. That's your damn problem. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like working out. Like You just got to get there. Once you get you gotta there, get there. once right. you get to the gym, you're in. You're all right. You're good. You're like, all right, let's go. Hey, TSS family, don't forget to enter into Commissioner Cooper's Top 10 Running Back Challenge this season. Tell us who you think will be the top 10 running backs in fantasy by the close of Week 14 for your chance to win two tickets to see the New York Jets versus the Miami Dolphins with the TSS crew. Visit TSSFantasy.com today for your chance to win. Oh
All right, let's move on now to the running back position. Greg, who's your running back bust? Josh Jacobs. What? Mm. Wait, wait. And the biggest reason why is Kenyon Drake. Last year, Kenyon Drake had 955 yards rushing and 10 TDs. If you think a talented back like Kenyon Drake is not going to cut into Josh Jacobs' productivity that he had last year, he had 12 TDs last year. I'm telling you, he's not going to have the same production. And the main reason is Kenyon Drake. Yeah, we actually had a quite a, a long discussion about that before. I definitely mm-hmm. see Drake Drake eating into that. So I, I that's a good call there. Fred, who do you got? Another dolphin. Miles oh. Gaskin. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie, do you I like your job? Theme. Do you like so. your job, Fred? You, this is not a good look. Jason is not gonna like this, bro. Let <laughs> me tell you, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. He has an ADP of Running back, running back 23 and overall 48. But I don't know if you know, Miami has six running backs in their roster. They bought in Malcolm Brown and have Salvin Ahmed, who looked very good last year. I really think they're going to bring in another running back, either Duke Johnson or Le'Veon Bell. Mark my words. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. And I did... I did have a discussion on one of the boards about Miles Gaskin. Now, will this year be different? I don't know. But last year, he had a big problem hitting the hole hard. And that's why when Ahmed came in, he had success because he hit the hole hard. I, mm-hmm. I'd like to see him change that this year. We'll see. Uh, but the sky's the limits for Gaskin if, if, he, you know, if they show out in that offense. All right, so I'm going to talk about my bust and i have deandre swift um, now listen now he was the big breakout candidate you know we talked about him last year being that guy um to look out for but he's a player to be concerned about in 2021 and the reason why again is another addition like we talked about they added jamal williams we've seen jamal williams have some good good games he talk about somebody who runs hard that's Jamal Williams. And in any event, he will definitely be a touchdown vulture for him. So at the end of the day, will he be the starter? We don't even know. He could still even be the third down back. We're not even sure what's going to happen in that offense. And let's someone I think I one of one of you two brought it up that Swift is their only offense. So mm-hmm. so when you so think about that, what is what do you think the other defense is going to do? key on swift so I, d- I don't see him doing much in this uh, the offense until they start adding some pieces around him all right let's move on to nick you got flandered who is your running back or running back bust this season all right i think the running back bust is going to be austin eckler why austin eckler because ever since gordon left he has been yet to prove himself He's only played uh, a full season twice, and he and he's been second string. He's not ready for the lead role. He's never rushed more than for six hundred yards rushing, and he's never had more than a thousand yards receiving out of the backfield. So I think he's going to be your bust this year for fantasy. All right, now on to our receivers bus. So, Mr. Jester, who do you have as your wide receiver bus for 2021? 
I have Julio. Oh my God, I'm a year older. Jones. Ooh. I've said it all year. You know, mock drafts, everything. I don't like Julio Jones. I don't think he's going to be the same player. He's a year older. He was hurt most of the season. I mean, a lot of people saying that his, uh, you know, they help out uh, AJ Brown. I don't see it. I just don't see it. Him being even remotely close to what he used to be in Atlanta. That he's going into a running team, not the number one receiver. I think he's a bust. I would stay away from him. Not even the top five rounds. Not even maybe not even six. All right. Well, it's fair. You have been consistent hating on the Titans. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the AFC South, I should say. All right, Greg. Who go. do you got as your receiver bust? <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. I'm ready cracking you up. Just... <laughs> well, that's, a gather... that's what gestures do, bro. I gotta gather my thoughts. I have to listen to Freddie's expert analysis. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Freddie's gonna love this one. I had I had him last time. I, I had him as a sleeper, but he also has the potential to be a bus. At the... <laughs> that's oh no. Um. So the so-called number one wide receiver in, in New York, and I'm not talking about the team over in blue. I'm talking about the team in green. So oh, Corey God. Davis I have as my bus. Corey Davis had 92 targets last year, almost 1,000 yards and five TDs. He's not going to match that with the Jets, <laughs> not with a rookie quarterback, <laughs> not with Denzel Mims, not with Keenan Cole. A lot of people are liking him in Jets camp, and not with – you know, they're trying to get hurt on involved as well. So I don't see Corey Davis repeating 92 targets and 900 yards receiving with the New York Jets. Sorry, Freddie. Uh, you're a Jets fan, sir. I oh, am. At least we thought you were. <laughs> Listen, I call it like but, I but, see but, it. But, but I, I can agree like because Elijah Williams was there. They say he looks good. Elijah, Keenan Cole looks good. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. And then they re-signed, what's his name? They, they got this guy back, uh, our leading receiver from last year. Oh, my God. He's off the top of my head. But... Oh, Crowder. Crowder. So yeah. you, you, you may be right, but he still is the number one receiver. What did you just say? I may be what? I, I yeah. said he is the number one no, no, receiver. No, 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 no. What did you say before? Uh, I don't know. What the <laughs> <laughs> Jason, this is recorded, right? You may be right, but yeah. I'm a Jets fan. He's our number one receiver. You got to feed the number one the ball. Yeah, I well, know. I mean, listen, if if we if you don't say New York Jets and follow with the word bus, then you just aren't doing it right. That's for sure. All right. So wow. I can't I can't going on to my receiver bus. I, I mean it's it's almost it's a tri a dolphin trifecta. I can't even believe I'm saying it. But it, I, I'm going with Wool, Will Fuller. Um, mm. going, going to my team. Now, the reason I'm saying this is now, look, he put up great numbers last season. He averaged 17.1 fantasy points per game. Um, now, he was doing that with Deshaun Watson under center. However, he still finished a top 30 fantasy wideout. And plus, he, you know, he, he had, a, like I said, he had a great season last year. Now he's in Miami. He's got to fight with Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Gasecki. There's Albert Wilson still there. Jakeem mm. Grant. There is a lot mm. of receivers that do exactly what he does. So to be quite frank with you, I'm just and there's just so many balls that can go around. So I'm just not seeing Will Fuller matching, definitely not matching the production, but even worse going way below production from last season. 
All right, so let's move on to you got Flander. Nick, who is your receiver bust for 2021? My receiver bust is going to be the tag team partner of Joe Burrow in Jamar Chase. Why do I say that? Because of everything that I just said about Joe Burrow, it's going to bleed into Jamar Chase. Plus that, they have a they got a bad um, schedule outside of their division. Of course, they play Pittsburgh. They play Baltimore. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers. See yourself here. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary. So they play them twice, and they play Cleveland. Cleveland's on the up and up this year. And then they got to go to uh, San Diego. I'm not San Diego. They got to go to the Chargers and Green Bay. I think they're still going to have woeful offensive line. Burrow's not going to have time to throw, and Chase will not be as big of a stud as everyone thinks he's going to be this year. He'll have moments, but overall, I think he'll be a bust. All right, moving on to the tight end position. So I'm going to lead this one off because I have one that some people really hold high regards to, and that's George Kittle. Wow. Now listen, now in PPR, I don't think I could even, he, he won't be a bust in PPR, but in standard leagues, you could really make a strong case. Well, first of all, you can make a strong case overall. He's the best tight end in the league. I mean, he's got ability to, to catch. He can dominate as a blocker. He's a total package as a tight end. Uh, but again, being overdrafted a bit, he had a great season 2018. Um, 88 passes for um, 1,377 yards, but again, five touchdowns. I talked about that a few shows ago. He's essentially been the Julio Jones of the tight end position. Not a lot of TD production. Now he's dipped down a bit since then the last two seasons. And on top of the production drop, he's missed 10 games over the last two years with injuries. And now he's playing very likely with a rookie QB. You add the additions of, you know, you got Ayuk there, Debo Samuel. There's more playmakers around. So you can make the case that George Kittle, where he's being drafted, will be a fantasy bust this season. Greg, who do you guys are tied in? Bust. Well, before I jump into mine, I kind I kind of agree with you. I kind of like how you wow. that down with George Kittle. I, and, and you got to think about it, man. I, I read somewhere, and and I don't know if Freddie could look it up real quick while I'm talking, but I don't think George Kittle ever had double digits in, t- in TDs either. Yeah, we talked. Well, I don't know if he, yeah, I don't know if he's ever because we talked about how ever. low his tight his touchdowns have been overall. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. So, PPR though, 
he's gonna he's gonna get his targets you know again especially if you do have the rookie he's gonna be looking for the bigger target to get out of, of trouble possibly but again there's a lot of unknown there we're talking a lots of unknown stuff so over Kittle so right wow so, wow wow then um you know it's a very he's very popular among the fans um I went with Gronk and he's ranked a lot in a lot of fantasy rankings. I looked across. He's ranked in the top ten. I don't think Gronk is going to finish as a top ten tight end in 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 twenty twenty one. I don't I don't see it. His age, injuries. I seen Cameron Brait step up a little bit last year. You got AJ Brown. You got Mike Evans. You got Godwin. Godwin is not getting his extension from right now, so you know Godwin's going to want to show out. They got to feed him so he can get his money. So I don't see Gronk getting a lot of targets down in Tampa. I I just don't see it. I, not not to be ranked top 10 as a tight end. No, I don't see it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, and I keep, we keep saying it, it's going to happen at some point, Brady regression. I mean, at some point, please let it happen. I mean, <laughs> come on, just stop. It's unfair already. And like you just said, a lot of targets in Tampa to go around. Yeah. Fred, Fred, who you got? Uh, I have Noah Font, but I want to say something real quick on Kittle. He's right. I'm looking at right now, and 17, he played 15 games, 18, 16 games, and 19, 14 games, and he's only had two five and five on touchdowns. Mm. And last year when he was hurt, he only had two touchdowns. So, hey, he might be right about the standard league. <laughs> hey. uh, the reason I picked Noah Font, I, I think he could be a, a, a really, really good tight end. I'm really basing it on the Denver Broncos themselves. They had a high-profile quarterback. I think he'd be maybe top five. With Drew Locke over there, I, it just it just doesn't work. I, I just don't like the Denver's offense. Uh, I really feel bad for the guy. I think he'd be a lot better than what he really is. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think um, I do agree with you there. I don't see much uh, in that offense at all, to be quite frank. So, yeah, it's a good, it's a good call there. All right, Nick Macaronis, who do you have as your tight end bus? Hey, guys, it's Mitch Lopez, your local farmer's insurance agent. As hurricane season approaches, is your homeowner's insurance going to make the cut? Are they charging you more for your renewal or even worse, canceling you? If so, I think it's time to put your insurance company on the bench and make Mitch Lopez Farmers Insurance your number one pick for all of your insurance needs. You can reach me at 407-603-7366 or you can follow me on Facebook at Farmers Insurance, Mitch Lopez, IG, Mitch Lopez underscore Farmers Agency, or you can check my website at Farmers Insurance Mitchell Lopez Jr. Tight end bus is going to be TJ Hawkinson. Why? Well, last year was his rookie year. He, uh, sorry, this is his third year. I'm sorry. He only started 23 games in the past two years. He's had 166 targets over those two years, and he scored eight TDs. But more convincingly, he went from Matt Stafford to Jared Goff. And Jared Goff is a big drop-off from Matt Stafford, in my opinion. He, he plays for Detroit, and also more importantly, he plays for Dan Campbell. And Dan Campbell, uh, wherever he's gone to be a head coach, has proven not to be successful. 
All right, on to our last position, the defense. Mm. So we will go to Greg for our start of this segment. Who is your 2021 fantasy defensive bust? Team I picked is the Carolina Panthers. I, I have a question huh. for for the panel. Name me one starter off of their defense. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Let me get my computer out real quick. <laughs> yeah. Johnny right. on the spot. Yeah, no, I, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Did Kikli retired? Kukli? <laughs> whatever his name was? Yeah, whatever his name was. That's why I'm picking Carolina as a bust. Plus, they play the Saints twice. They play Tampa twice. Jesus. And in a, and a lot of and I looked around online. They rank a lot of teams are a lot of leagues um websites have them ranked twelve, maybe fifteen. I don't know how they can even crack your top twenty five. You can't name me a starter. You play the Saints. You play the Bucks. It ain't gonna happen. Stay away from Carolina. Stay away. Dang, you know what's sad is I really don't know any defensive. <laughs> People on Carolina. <laughs> I, know. I know. I wasn't ready. I hate when you get those pop up questions. But yeah, man, I'm, look, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at that roster right now, and I still right. don't know any names on their team. <laughs> <laughs> He's even looking Sam, at the roster. And, 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 and they got Sam Donald on offense. Right. Oh, we'll be out there <laughs> That's a good point too. That's a good point too. All right, Fred. Wow. Who, do you, who do you got as your defensive bus? I picked the Chicago Bears. Mm, wow. Um, and, and mostly because I was told that as of right now, Andy Dalton is starting. And Andy Dalton, I don't think, is going to command the offense and keep him on the field long enough. I think the defense is going to be constantly on the field. Um, another reason is the division. I mean, I believe Aaron Rodgers sounded like he was coming back, so I see them twice. You got Cousins and Cook twice. Um, like, and who's it? Let's see who else is that? Oh, Detroit. Well, Detroit's eh. But, <laughs> but that's four very hard games. Got now, if it was Justin Fields saying, "Hey, you're starting quarterback," I know he's a rookie, but at least he could run around and get you yards and first downs. I don't see that with Andy Dalton. I think the, they're gonna have a tired Chicago defense over there. What is super funny about that? Is that if you go and play back when we talked about the NFC North, I think it was you who said it, that you said that they were going to mess things up and start Andy Dalton at the mm-hmm. start of the season. I remember you talking about it. I remember you mentioned it. Said they're going to screw it up. It eventually it's going to happen. And that's why they weren't going to do well. So, so, and I heard it um, also the other day. That is the report that they are going to have Andy Andy Dalton. Stuff. I just that's, can't believe it. Like, this guy's a statue, man. <laughs> it's just unreal. Like, you know, what's this guy going to do for you at this point? Like, unreal. All right. So let's move on to my defensive bust. I picked the New Orleans Saints. Whoa. Now, there, there are quite a few who envision New Orleans Saints as a top fantasy football defense. That could be a little ambitious. They were fifth in the league in points allowed last year with a 21.06. But the more one looks at the Saints defense, the more one realizes they may not be the second best defense, even in their division. Talking about the Carolina Panthers. (laughs) New Orleans may feature a better NFL defense as opposed to a fantasy football defense. Um, Peyton Turner is still raw, one-dimensional pass rusher. Marcus Davenport has not lived up to his value, is projected to have. And after that, New Orleans still has one of the better front sevens in the NFC. 
But look at their schedule. Now you got Tampa Bay twice. This is a mm-hmm. fantasy schedule. Now you would think you got the cupcake. You talked about the Panthers, but they only play them once during the fantasy season. They, I believe they play again in week 18. So you don't get that value for that. So you mm. play, you do play Tampa twice and you play the Falcons um, once as well. You got the Packers, Seahawks, the entire Ouch. NFC East and, mm-hmm. and the AFC East who's set to have some pretty decent, decent offense as well. And the Tennessee Titans, you do have a potential good matchup in that. Oh, that's where that fantasy. That's where the Panthers matchup is actually is in the fantasy bowl. So they might be somebody to stream late on. If you're going for that playoff run, but not someone to pick up might be a fantasy bust. Nick, who do you have for your defensive fantasy bust? Oh, I think the defensive bust this year is going to be those Denver Broncos. Okay. Not only do the Broncos play in a tough division, they got to play the Chiefs, they got to play the Chargers, and they, and they got to play the Raiders. Um, outside their division, they got to play the AFC North, which is going to come with your Ravens, your, your Browns. Uh, they also got to play Washington, which is a tough team offensively. I think they're going to be good this year. And also, they got to play Dallas. And everyone laughs about Dallas. I hate Dallas. I'm a Dallas hater. I'm an Eagles fan and a Steelers fan. But Dallas is going to put up points. They're going to put up points. And I don't think Broncos is going to be able to hang with them. Um, Denver's offense is not good. So which means Denver's defense is going to be on the field a lot. Uh, Last year, they gave up the fifth most rushing touchdowns, 22. So if you're going to beat Denver, you got to beat them on the ground. Although, and conversely, they only gave up uh, 17 passing TDs, so now, and that was second. And also, more importantly, Vic Fangio is 12-20 and 20 in his head coaching uh, stint. So all those factors combined together, I think Denver is going to be your bust defense for 2021. All right. Once again, thank you, TSS family, for joining us. Please check out our website and all of our social media accounts for some exciting contests and announcements that are coming soon. From me and all the TSSS crew, TSS crew, we appreciate you and we are out. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, with his draft commentary. And when the floor score was a C, he gave me a D. Oh, that, that really hurt my feelings when I was listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, here. The, the good news is, is that we are going to lock those rosters right before the start of the season. So, and there will be a prize for whoever has the most points. So I think maybe what will be interesting is to see who has the most points between you and him, actually. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my only redemption. But I, I've spent <laughs> the last couple of days really feeling bad about my fantasy football ability. <laughs> well, he is dubbed the jester for a reason. So that's what he likes to do is joke on you. So don't take it to heart because, trust me, we don't at all. Yeah, man. So, so let's to, get to this. Yeah. So tonight, you know, as we, we're struggling to find material, of course, as the training camps open up. Um, but we have we have a new segment. We think it's going to be a fun segment for the TSS family. We're going to call it Miller Times Percent to the Bench. Ooh, I like so, that. Yeah, this was actually brought to light when we were doing the mock draft. Um, I believe it was uh, Cousin Krep of the TSS family. He selected Joe Mixon and Ooh. said it was, quote, the safe pick, which we Ooh. all got a really good laugh at at the time because we all know how injury-prone, quote-unquote, Joe Mixon was. And then that sparked a conversation. And I thought, what would be fun to have a medical professional such as yourself give your thoughts on what injury prone means to you? Like, is that actually a thing? Or is it even possible an athlete who has made it to the ultimate stage can be dubbed injury prone? So what, what's your thoughts on that? Man, that's a, that's a great question. And I think a lot of listeners would like to hear me just say, yes, it's real or no, it's a made-up phenomenon. But I'm going to nuance this a little bit. So your question was, is it a real thing to be injury-prone? And I'm going to say sometimes. And I'm going to qualify that with three different things. So number one, certain injuries, yes, do predispose you to subsequent injuries. For example, somebody who's had a concussion is at a higher risk of another concussion. Somebody who has had one ankle sprain or shoulder dislocation is, in fact, at higher risk of subsequent ankle sprains or shoulder dislocations. So with regard to the specific diagnosis, yes, absolutely, being injury prone is real. And it's why we see some chronicity in certain injuries, you know, that player who continues to sprain the same ankle, certainly injury prone with regard to re-injuring his ankle. So the number one consideration in the question about injury prone being real is your diagnosis. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. So the number two consideration is the age of the individual. And while we could kind of tease this out toward different activities, we're just going to talk about football here. And it appears that individuals, in particular running backs who are older than 27 years old have a increased risk of recurrent injury than those backs who are 25 years old or younger. And that makes up about half of our, our running backs we're going to be talking about tonight. But age, in addition to diagnosis, is one factor to consider. So as we talk about our draft picks and our, our players tonight, the younger the individual, 
the lower his percent to the bench score is going to be. And that's number two. Well, that makes sense. But r- before you get to number three, um, earlier you ma- you made mention of a word, and I was trying to Google it. And could you spell it for me? You said chronicium or something? <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I'm home. What's that amazing smell? Did you make my favorite cobbler? I sure the hell did not, honey. It's my new candle, Blueberry Cobbler. Where did you get such an amazing smelling candle? Oh, 407 Candles. I found them on Facebook and they have an Instagram too. When I did my daily shopping, I found out they have some other wonderful scents as well. Honey, when you make me a sandwich later, afterwards we must go online and check out all their wonderful scents. Oh, honey, you will starve because I won't make that sandwich. But yes, let's do that. Well, at least it'll smell good. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Go to number three. Go to number okay. three. I know every, everyone else is Googling now. But <laughs> so just to quickly highlight, number one is diagnosis. Certain diagnoses like a concussion will predispose you to future concussion more so than a broken leg will predispose you to another broken leg. Number two, younger athletes going to be more resilient than older athletes. And then number three, some positions within the NFL – Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer appear to be more injury-prone than other positions. At the top of that injury-prone position is the running back position. And so I want to share a little bit of evidence. This comes from 2017, and it's out of the Orthopedic Journal of Sports Medicine. And if it's okay with you, we'll put that in the show notes. Is that all right? That is absolutely perfect. We'll put it in Miller Time section on tssfantasy.com. Perfect. So this wasn't the primary factor that they were studying in this article, but one of the findings that I found really interesting and probably helpful as we draft our teams this season is that 62%, one more time, 62%, over half of the running backs missed at least one game in the season that they were being studied. Once again, the running back position appears to be a more injury-prone position than, say, the punter. And we can expect (laughs) – are we going to talk about punters one week? Uh, No. You know, there's a special teams in defense, but punters, you know, not much there, though. Okay. So running backs, over half of them are going to miss at least one game in the season. And so I think the take-home message from that isn't anything you didn't already say. Draft your backs and draft several. Have more than one running back, preferably who's not older than 26, 
and expect him to miss at least one game during the season. Absolutely. That has been a long-standing tradition for myself. I learned a long time ago, must load up, and I like to call it the stable, have a nice stable to begin with. That is the meat and potatoes of your fantasy team. Let's talk about some of those, quote, injury-prone running backs. Let's get Miller Times percent to the bench. And we're going to begin with the guy who it all started with, Mr. Joe Glass Mixon himself. Yeah. <laughs> now, he's missed 14 games due to injury during his four-year career with the Bengals. Um, Ten of those actually though, coming in this past season as a result of a foot injury. So let's get your thoughts on Joe Mixon. So I feel like a lot of what I just said, I should copy and paste over to Joe Mixon. And this, <laughs> this guy... I feel for him because the nature of his injuries lends itself towards subsequent re-injuries. So starting in 2017 was his first concussion, or maybe it wasn't even his first, the first that I'm aware of. So he's already missed games with a head injury. He's missed games with an ankle sprain. He's missed 10 games last year, like you said, with a foot injury that I'm not sure wasn't somehow connected to that chronic ankle sprain. So Joe Mixon, in addition to being uh, a running back, which, as we established, is a more highly injured position, has a lot of these chronic management conditions that do worry me. So Joe Mixon, 90% to the bench this season. Ooh, that's a high one. Percent to the bench. You heard and it here first. Let me qualify this. Percent to the bench, I'm going to say, is his likelihood of missing at least one full game. Okay, that's a, that's good. That's a good quantification to that. Perfect. So, ninety percent chance he will at least miss one game a season. You heard it here first, folks. All right, let's turn our attention to Leonard Fournette. Now he has a lengthy history uh, of injury. Um, coming now, he's in a backfield now that's a little bit crowded, but it looks like they might. The way he ran the ball last season, especially in the Super Bowl, looks like they might lean towards Fournette this upcoming season. So, with an added maybe workload for him, and due to his lengthy um, injury history, what are your thoughts and what is your percent to the bench for Leonard Fournette this upcoming season? Yeah, here's another guy who's managed a lot of these chronic little issues. He's had no fewer than four or five right ankle sprains since his college days at LSU. So just that alone, if we pull that out from some of the thigh, hamstring strains, the neck strain he suffered last year, just looking at that ankle, um, that's certainly a reason to be concerned. I think if this was the NBA, they would be doing load management for Leonard Fournette so that he was ready to play the second half, the last quarter of the season. Without effective load management for Leonard Fournette, he is, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, 95% to the bench at least one game this season. Ooh, that's a real high one, 95. All right, so that's leading the pack so far. Uh, we'll leave Leonard Fournette, 95% chance to the bench all right let's move to josh jacobs 
Now, he's interesting, um, not a ton of injuries, but those injuries actually were pretty major ones when he's had them. Um, the other thing is now with Kenyon Drake behind him, he's got someone there that can really take um, take some of the load off of him. So now, and the opposite thing, end of things, you know, we have talked about Leonard Fournette maybe getting uh, uh, more, of a, more of carries now, Josh Jacob getting less. My question to you is, what is his percent to the bench? So I highlighted that article a moment ago from 2017, and I mentioned that that statistic I cited about 62% of all running backs being sidelined for at least a game wasn't the primary consideration of the study. What they were looking at had to do more with volume of carries, And what they found shocked me, and I had to read this a couple of times to be sure I was understanding it correctly. Players who carried more of the load, running backs in particular with more carries, did not appear to be at a higher risk of injury. And this Mm. defies common sense, right? That is not what they expected to find. So the fact alone that Josh Jacobs is sharing the backfield, I don't think reduces his risk of injury. Now, what I do like about him is he's on the younger end of all of the backs that we're going to discuss today. I think he's 23, give or take a year. So he's super young, which, as I mentioned, is protective. Yes, he's sharing the load, but that doesn't appear to be supported by the data as helping. My bigger concern with Josh Jacobs, and you guys might speak to this a little bit better, is his off-the-field behavior. Wasn't he arrested not long ago for a DUI? That's correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, so if he misses a game, I actually think it might be more likely due to something he's doing off the field than on. But his injury percent to the bench, I feel good about him. We're going to go on the low end and say 30% injury, 30% to the bench for Josh Jacobs. 30% to, to the bench. 30 caught up in my words. All right, 30%. There we got it. All right, moving on to, I guess we would call this a big dog, if you will, uh, as far as running backs are concerned. Dalvin Cook, a prize at anyone who draws up high in a fantasy draft. He has a lengthy history himself of injuries um, and also has some pretty decent backup there in Minnesota. However, they're going to lean on him in Minnesota as long as he's healthy. So what is Dalvin Cook's percent to the bench? Dalvin Cook. So a lot of his injuries actually date back to high school where he had his first shoulder labral tear and repair. So just briefly to talk about anatomy of the shoulder, we think about the shoulder uh, as this ball and socket joint that's pretty deep, but in fact, it's not. It's a very shallow joint that's at great risk for dislocation and for other injury. If you picture for a moment a golf ball sitting on a golf tee. Now, I I know this is an NFL fantasy league. This is the only time I'll ever mention golf, I promise. But picture, (laughs) (laughs) picture a golf ball on a golf tee. That's the depth of the shoulder socket. So it's really a shallow joint that's reinforced and stabilized by this fibrous tissue. That labral tissue is something Dalvin Cook has had some pretty significant issues with. Again, dating back to high school, he's had two left labral tears and repairs and one right labral tear and repair. So he's dealing with this management issue of the non-contractile or non-muscular soft tissues of the shoulder, 
for years. This may lead to some type of subsequent shoulder instability. So this is one of those chronic injuries that, yes, will make him injury prone, at least to subsequent shoulder injury. That plus the fact that he's in the ballpark of 26, he's approaching that second tier of injury risk. I think there's reason to, to be cautious with Dalvin Cook. The likelihood he misses one game or his percent to the bench is going to be 80% this season. All right, 80% to the bench for Dalvin Cook. All right, let's move on to Alvin Kamara, another prize running back that that is coveted amongst us, especially in PPR leagues. Had a huge, huge game for Fantasy Bowl uh, players last year, so everyone's really riding high on Kamara coming into this season. Um, had some injuries, um, but it looks like some. It, it's more like knee stuff. What do you think about Alvin Kamara's percent to the bench? So I don't have a whole lot to say about his specific injuries. Aside of, I don't think there's anything that he's managing currently that lends itself to those chronic recurring conditions. You know, again, when we've had a concussion, we're worried about another. When we have a chronic ankle sprainer, we're worried about it again. But Alvin Kamara, I don't see any of those flashing red lights. He is 26, so he's starting to get to that geriatric end of the spectrum for NFL running backs. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. But here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. I feel pretty good about the likelihood he plays the season. And so, with a league average for a running back of missing at least one game being 62%, I think he's got a better chance than that. We're going to go 40% to the bench for Alvin Kamara. All right, 40% to the bench for Alvin Kamara. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, let's move on to, this is somebody, we've talked about him before. You actually said you were bullish on him earlier when we talked about him. Let's talk about Saquon Barkley. He is my number one overall pick. Obviously, coming off the knee injury last year, wasn't as coveted as he should be. What is? What are your thoughts um, or his percent to the bench? So I know I hurt OJ's feelings and Freddie hurt my feelings. I think if I say anything negative about Saquon Barkley, I'm going to hurt your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. So I'm actually a little surprised with what's happening with Saquon Barkley. We talked about him a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I quoted him and I'm going to paraphrase the quote now because I don't have it in front of me, but he made a comment about how his ACL was 10 times stronger. And I said, well, 
his ACL's tensile strength is in fact stronger than it was, but it's not quite 10 times stronger. So to highlight, he had a pretty significant knee injury back in October of 2020. He had an ACL, an MCL, and a medial meniscal tear. And depending on who you're reading, you might see that tear described as the unhappy triad, the unholy triad, or named after some guy called O'Donohue, the unhappy triad of O'Donohue. And he had all that repaired. Again, this is going back to October, so we're nine months out. And he's still not committing to playing week one. And the quote I've seen attributed to him a few times is that he's taking it one day at a time. And while I very much appreciate a conservative recovery, which maximizes the likelihood of success, I'm surprised that he hasn't committed to being ready to play. And so I'm still bullish on Saquon Barkley. I still expect him ready as strong or stronger than before. But that's a kind of a cagey answer. I'm not sure why he's so cautious about committing to week one. Regardless of all that, I like Saquon Barkley. I stand by what I said, and I think out of the group that we're talking about today, he's as good as anybody. 30% to the bench, Saquon Barkley. All right, 30% to the bench. But I got to pause for one second because literally my whole fantasy career was riding on your analysis that you were bullish on Barkley. So I put him number one. Now you're not sure. Now I'm like sitting here freaking out. I don't know if I should be dropping him down in my ranking. So I'm getting a little concerned now, but that's still <laughs> bullish. Still bullish. He's going to be the top him and Josh Jacobs at 30% of the bench. 30% is great. Keep in All mind, right. if you look at everybody, it's 62% to the bench. So I still feel like he's ready to play game number one. Sure, sure. That's all right. I, I have confidence in that. That that gives me that gives me confidence. I'm good with that. All right, let's move on to Philly. We'll talk about a, a younger back in Miles Sanders. Um, you know he's had he's you know a younger back. He, he was hurt last year, but had a pretty decent season nonetheless. What do you think about, you know, right now, not many weapons, so he's pretty much going to be the person that their playmaker that they lean on. What is his percent to the bench? Yeah, so I'm going to do the closest thing to taking a pass on Miles Sanders as possible and say 62% (laughs) to the bench. I'm just going to go with the data on him. I don't have strong feelings on either side. He's younger. But he did miss a couple of games last season with a hamstring strain. There seems to be a little recurrent knee problem. Don't have strong feelings either way. So we're going to cite the data. 62% to the bench, Miles Sanders. 62% to the bench, Miles Sanders. All right. So we're going to finish with the king. We're going to finish with the king of all the running backs, Derek Henry. Now, from what you said earlier, I kind of have a feeling I know where you're going to head with this. He doesn't have um, significant injury history, but he's obviously a featured back and gets used quite frequently. So, what is your percent to the bench for Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry is the oldest back of the bunch. At 27 years old, I think he's 27. I looked at his year of birth, so I I could be off by a year if he hasn't had his birthday yet this year. But he's either 27 or approaching 27. Again, I threw that 27 and up into the geriatric back 
age group. So by age and by position, Derrick Henry should be on the high end of his percent to the bench score. However, this is a tough back, very, very low injury history, and he's managed to be a workhorse for a long time without anything meaningful. And so I'm going to go against the data a little bit here with Derrick Henry. I feel good about him. Not quite as good as I felt about Jacobs or Barkley, but definitely better than the average of 62. We're going to go with Derrick Henry, 35% to the bench. All right. That's big. That's that's a low percent for a durable back that everyone's coveting this season. So we do appreciate that. Dr. Miller, we appreciate you having you in studio today. We're going to have you in next week as well. We're going to cover some backs. Also, I've left some out actually on purpose because next week we're going to get deep dive into our rankings. And there are a few that we're going to have um, all of the boys talk about with you. And we're going to get your percent to the bench with those as well. So I appreciate you having you in studio today, sir. My pleasure. We'll shoot for no hurt feelings next week. That we love. No hurting, no feelings right here in the trust tree. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is out. Ooh, that smells so good. What'd you guys get? I got the Rasta pasta. It's really good. What'd you get? I got the shrimp and white rice. It's covered in this amazing jerk sauce. Did you know it's their signature jerk sauce that they actually make here? And we're taking a bottle home. I got the jerk chicken. I'll give you some of mine if you let me try yours. No, I'm not sharing this. This is all mine. And I'm already done. Wow. And don't forget, if you're looking for a Jamaican cuisine, real spicy, finger-licking good, check out Irie Vibes at 313 Central Avenue, Albany, New York. Remember, that's where the licking is good. That's right, TSS family. We have our beautiful legal analyst, Mary Jane Cooper Esquire. Welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. And it looks like the NFL, as predicted, is starting to keep you a little busy. Yes, yes. There's a lot of action this week. A lot of action indeed. The The big story right now is Richard Sherman. Right now, he's still an unrestricted free agent, but some serious charges in regards to a hit and run, burglary, and all types of madness. The Stanford grad looks like he is living his best life post-football right now. What can you tell us about this Richard Sherman situation? Well, um, Richard Sherman is obviously going through some serious mental health issues right now. Um, He... The allegations are that um, he was drunk, he was belligerent, quote, uh, that's exactly how he was described, drunk and belligerent, by his wife in the 911 call. Um, He was threatening to commit suicide, and uh, there was like an argument with his family, his in-laws. He was texting people, saying that he was going to hang himself, Um, and so he... Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. 
Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings. And choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See storebelltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Now open in Elgin was arrested. Uh, Initially, he was charged with uh, burglary, criminal mischief, resisting an officer without violence. And um, at the time when he was arrested, I know Nick Macarenas had made some uh, remarks on Twitter and I responded that I'd bet him $100 that the burglary charge would be dropped um, because there has to be a victim there. And that burglary charge has already been dropped. So, Nick, you just got flandered. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you'll see that they will overcharge. And and technically, uh, he was charged with, with that, but as a lesser included of a misdemeanor trespass. Um, sadly, he was... Um, in a bad, in a bad place, I guess, emotionally, psychologically. And, um, so there's a lot going on. There's an ongoing investigation into a hit and run, um, at 1 AM, the same day of this arrest, there was a report that there was damage done to a concrete barrier, obviously belonging to the department of transportation, um, that the car was then abandoned and left there. And when they ran the registration, it came back to Sherman. Um, so, you know, there's possibility of a DUI, but I mean, that's something that could easily be um, resolved in his favor. I don't think they'd be able to make that charge stick. Um, the resisting without violence, uh, it really all depends, but that's a very petty misdemeanor. Um, there's the trespass and the criminal mischief. With, with both of those things, in order for the state to move forward, they have to have a victim to testify. Um, and, you know, I know that there is currently a no contact order between um, Sherman and his father-in-law. Um, and that's where this incident took place, which could mean that maybe his father-in-law would move forward, but I don't know. And his wife did release a statement that um, no one was hurt and um, that this basically a family matter uh, the news had it listed as like a domestic violence situation. Um, and I think a lot of people get confused when they hear that and they think, oh, that means there must've been physical altercation, et cetera. Um, but you know, that could also just mean family members having a domestic dispute or like domestic disturbance. So that's what's going on with that. Um, so currently the charges he's facing are, you know, the hit and run, DUI, resisting without violence, criminal mischief, and uh, trespass, um, which are all misdemeanors. Um, So, you know, not a huge, huge deal. Um, You know, it wouldn't be like prison time for him with these misdemeanors if they were all able to be proven. Um, But, you know, I I do believe that the NFL will investigate um, based on a violation of code of conduct 
Um, and even though he's a free agent um, and a team wouldn't implement any kind of discipline, the NFL might do, do that. So, Hey, gang, Commissioner Cooper here. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever found yourself stressing to capture leads that visit your website? Or how about a new video for your company? Our friends at Digital Brew can help. Digital Brew is an animation studio that specializes in making sweet videos that are lead-generating machines. Digital Brew is always our number one overall pick for any of our animation movie needs. Visit them online today at digitalbrew.com to see what the Brew Crew can do for you. All right, yeah, it's actually interesting. Him being an unrestricted free agent, this is not helping his chances of getting onto a football team. And personally, I'm thinking, Richard Sherman, sir, you might be crazy. But no, in all seriousness, it actually, you know, CTE is a big, big issue in the NFL. Um, you know, this is something he could be going through right now. We've seen what Junior say. I mean, there's plenty of examples of this. So I hope that's not the road he's going down. Um, he seems like a very articulate, intelligent guy, um, a good representation of the league. Um, so I hope all is well for him. We're going to move. Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of, I almost forgot. We queued this whole thing up, ladies and gentlemen. I totally forgot. Speaking of his mental state, we have, I believe you queued up the 911 call his wife made. Uh, and if you want to go ahead and play that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got, uh, some audio that I just wanted to share, which just kind of shows the state of mind of his wife. Um, and what was going on. So just a, a little bit of it, I'll play for you guys. Being aggressive, he has sent text messages. I took, the, I took the keys out, they're in your car. He's trying to leave now in the house, he's being aggressive, he's wrestling with my uncle, he's threatening to kill himself, he has sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself. He, and he's saying that if the police show up, that so please don't shoot is what I'm asking. <sighs> Yeah, so it definitely seems like he's in a, you know, definitely an altered state of mind or a, a, an upset state of mind at the very least. Um, so, yeah, again, hoping the best for Richard Sherman for sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, another NFL player, Barkevius Mango, linebacker from Atlanta. Very, very serious charge in regards to an underage child. Hate to hear anything about this. What do you? What can you tell us about this one? Yeah, so Barkevius Mingo, um, actually former linebacker for Atlanta because they've already released him literally a day after he was arrested. Um, but basically, this is from an alleged incident on 4th of July weekend in 2019, so two years ago. Um, and um, so basically, Mingo got a young relative of his and that young relative's best friend. They were teenagers. The alleged victim in this case is a 13-year-old boy. Um, Mingo took them to Six Flags, to a Speedway, took them out to eat. And then he actually even told the boys, hey... Go on Nike, pick out whatever you want, clothes, shoes, whatever. Order everything you want, and, and I'll have it sent to your house. Um, and he did all that. And apparently, the 13-year-old boy, unrelated to Mingo, um, 
reported that he was sleeping and while he was sleeping um he woke up in the middle of the night and Mingo was laying in bed with him and that Mingo had repeatedly quote unquote tugged at his underwear and tried to initiate sex with him in the hotel room um Mingo did go to Texas and turned himself in he was released on a $25,000 bond um, his attorney did make a statement, um, in the media saying like, this was preemptive, like he was terminated, his client will be vindicated. Um, he's, he seems to be really pissed off at the Falcon. So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, something comes to that too, maybe like a wrongful termination or, um, or something like that. Yeah, that's really sad to hear. I hope the, I hope that's not true. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, there's predators all around us. We don't know who they are. And, you know, again, hopefully um, this is not the case here. All right, let's move on to Frank Clark, defensive back for the Chiefs, essentially playing 90s gangsta, got busted with an Uzi. Who, who knew they had Uzis anymore? Uh, what can you tell us about this story? Yeah, so I guess he was driving um, in L.A. and... Uh, he was pulled over for like a minor traffic infraction that could have been like a busted taillight or taillight out or um, no lights on, for example, at night. Um, so something minor like that. And um, when he was pulled over in his Lamborghini, because he's fancy, there was a, a duffel bag um, just out and about in the back seat with an Uzi um, sticking out of it just in plain sight. Um, him and the three passengers that were in the car with him, they were all arrested um, because if the Uzi is not on someone, you know, on their lap or something like that, then when it's found in a car, it's constructive possession. Um, so basically all four of them can be charged because all four of them could have been in possession of this gun. Um, ultimately, these are kind of good cases for trial in my line of work. Um, these constructive possession cases, um, because you can claim, hey, I didn't even know it was there. I didn't know. But unfortunately, Mr. Clark was not advised very sternly by his attorney when he was previously arrested for a gun charge in March. Um, don't speak. When they Mirandize you, you shut your mouth. Um, and he made a statement post-Miranda saying, oh, yeah, the gun that, yeah, I know he knew about the gun, but that gun belongs to one of his security guards. Hey, TSS family, it's Commissioner Cooper. And when anyone on our crew has a special event or just needs to freshen up a bit, we go see our boys at Underground Cuts located at 1005 West Oak Ridge Road, Suite 6 in Orlando, Florida. Give Rob a call today at 407-858-0880. Mention TSS Fantasy or do that annoying Jets chant and receive a free soda compliments of TSS Fantasy. Um, well, unfortunately, um, that doesn't really matter um, because whether it belongs to another person is irrelevant. Um, it was within his possession, and that's illegal. And in L.A., it, I did look it up. It is punishable by three years prison. So um, knowing that he has a prior gun charge from March, which I couldn't find um, whether or not that's been formally filed on or what, um, I, I don't know um, 
about that, but I do know he has a history. Uh, he does have some criminal history in his past um, that is pretty serious. So he may be a convicted felon. And if he's a convicted felon in possession of a gun, that would just amplify his situation, could make it eight years in prison. Um, he was arrested. He was released on a $35,000 bond. And that is what's going on with Mr. Frank Clark. Wow. So listen, that the only thing that would make this story any better is that if he had been pulled over in Compton, because I literally said about the 90s guy, he had no idea he was in L.A. So how funny is that? <laughs> and despite Mr. Clark, what Easy told us, the boys in the hood aren't always hard, just to let you know. Oh. <laughs> Actually, um, I did see in his past that when he was in college, he broke into... Uh, another like floor mate, like basically someone else in another room on his same floor in the dorms room and stole his laptop and he got convicted of that. So, you know, he does have a history of doing some shady stuff. So maybe he is hard. I don't know. Keep it classy, Mr. <laughs> Clark. All right. All right. So the fantasy season is getting close. We're getting all excited and a big guy that we still don't know what his legal issues are going on is Mr. Deshaun Watson. Please, is there any update, anything you can tell the TSS family about Mr. Watson? Sadly, I looked at all of his cases, all of his civil cases in Texas, and there has been no headway. Um, nothing's going on with them. Uh, the last filing, in fact, was in April. So, you know, there's nothing going on with that. Um, I don't know if that means that, um, you know, the attorneys for these parties are trying to negotiate a settlement or what, um, because obviously that would not be information I would be privileged to. It would just be between the attorneys. Um, so that could be happening. Um, the NFL's investigation is still underway. Um, I know that they have released information stating that it's been particularly difficult to get these witnesses um, or alleged victims here to step forward. I'm assuming it's because their attorney has advised them you don't have to speak with them. And the NFL has no way to subpoena them and force them to speak to them. So I would assume that's why their investigation is at a standstill. Um being that we're unsure about what's going on there, if he does decide to settle, which he vehemently said that he would not be doing, but if the, he does, um, you know, and the NFL, let's say, drops the investigation, then, you know, we'd have a, a slew of people in the race to get him. And I heard that the Eagles would be making a run. So, <laughs> yeah. But given a plug for Mr. Watson, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting, interesting scenarios for him mm -hmm. uh, if he does in a place. So I'm going to actually put you on the spot real quick. We did this fun little segment with Dr. Middle earlier. His percent to the bench is what we called it. So I'm going to actually give this to you. Give me, I'm going to give you a percent to play. What do you think the chances? I'm going to give you just a round guesstimate. That's okay if you're not even close, but just a round guesstimate of your percentage of his accessibility this upcoming season. Well, I hate to give the typical lawyer response, but I would say it depends. And I would only go with 50-50 because I am not dumb. Um, but on a non-lawyer response, I would say... I don't think it's looking good because of where we're at right now. It doesn't seem to be anything moving forward. 
but that's not unusual when there's, you know, cases like this. Uh, they do tend to take a long time. So, I mean, honestly, I just have to stick with 50% oh even on a, on a regular. Conservative but as they come. If, if, if no criminal charges have been filed, which I don't think there will be any criminal charges filed, um, and if he doesn't settle, I think that the NFL will suspend him just for the, I guess, appearance of impropriety. I'm not really sure. But, you know, I think that he would have a leg to stand on. I know we talked about it before, how Ezekiel was like, yo, while this is pending, like, let me play. And he did appeal that decision and he won. So, you know, I think he would have a good chance at that. But I would say we're going to know more when the teams go and report for preseason. Well, that's a couple weeks away. Yeah, so. it's not that far away. So I think, you know, check back with me in a couple weeks. Yes. Percentage might change. We will, trust me, have you on. All right. Speaking of finding you, let the TSS family know where they can find you on our social media sites. Sure. So on Twitter, my handle is at coop underscore ESQ. On Instagram, it's Mrs. MRS underscore Mary Jane underscore ESQ. And you can always hit me up on MJ Sidebar on TSSFantasy.com. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget to hit us up on TSS Fantasy. She has a lot of fun articles up there. You can respond to that as well. Unfortunately, as the season is coming forward, the NFL players are starting to screw up. So we might be having you on more often than we thought. But at least at the very least, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have you on to discuss Mr. Deshaun Watson again. So, again, thank you so much for your time. No problem. So for TSSM family, for Commissioner Cooper and Mary Jane Cooper, court is adjourned. All right, once again, thank you, TSS family, for joining us. Please check out our website and all of our social media accounts for some exciting contests and announcements that are coming soon. From me and all the TSSS crew, TSS crew, we appreciate you, and we are out. Do, do, do. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.